to the Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church, in a year. Today is day number 324, and we begin with number 2534. You shall not covet anything that is your neighbor's. You shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his manservant, or his maidservant, or his ox, or his axe, or anything else that is your neighbor's. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart will be also. The Tenth Commandment unfolds and completes the Ninth, which is concerned with concupiscence of the flesh. It forbids coveting the goods of another as the root of theft, robbery, and fraud, which the Seventh Commandment forbids. Lust of the eyes leads to the violence and injustice forbidden by the Fifth Commandment. Avarice, like fornication, originates in the idolatry prohibited by the first three prescriptions of the law. The Tenth Commandment concerns the intentions of the heart, With the ninth, it summarizes all the precepts of the law. The sensitive appetite leads us to desire pleasant things we do not have. For example, the desire to eat when we are hungry or to warm ourselves when we are cold. These desires are good in themselves, but often they exceed the limits of reason and drive us to covet unjustly what is not ours and belongs to another or is owed to him. The tenth commandment forbids greed and the desire to amass earthly goods without limit. It forbids avarice arising from a passion for riches and their attendant power. It also forbids the desire to commit injustice by harming our neighbor in his temporal goods. When the law says you shall not covet, these words mean that we should banish our desires for whatever does not belong to us. Our thirst for for another's good is immense, infinite, never quenched. Thus it is written, He who loves money never has money enough. It is not a violation of this commandment to desire to obtain things that belong to one's neighbor, provided this is done by just means. Traditional catechesis realistically mentions those who have a harder struggle against their criminal desires and so who must be urged the more to keep this commandment. Merchants who desire scarcity and rising prices, who cannot bear not only not to be the only ones buying and selling so that they themselves can sell more dearly and buy more cheaply. Those who hope that their peers will be impoverished in order to realize a profit either by selling to them or buying from them. Physicians who wish disease to spread. Lawyers who are eager for many important cases and trials. The Tenth Commandment requires that envy be banished from the human heart. When the prophet Nathan wanted to spur King David to repentance, He told him the story about the poor man who had only one ewe lamb that he treated like his own daughter, and the rich man who, despite the great number of his flocks, envied the poor man and ended by stealing his lamb. Envy can lead to the worst crimes. Through the devil's envy, death entered the world. We fight one another, and envy arms us against one another. If everyone strives to unsettle the body of Christ, where shall we end up? We are engaged in making Christ's body a corpse. We declare ourselves members of one and the same organism, yet we devour one another like beasts. Envy is a capital sin. It refers to the sadness at the sight of another's goods and the immoderate desire to acquire them for oneself, even unjustly. When it wishes grave harm to a neighbor, it is a mortal sin. St. Augustine saw envy as the diabolical sin. From envy are born hatred, detraction, calumny, joy caused by the misfortune of a neighbor, and displeasure caused by his prosperity. 
Envy represents a form of sadness and therefore a refusal of charity. The baptized person should struggle against it by exercising goodwill. Envy often comes from pride. The baptized person should train himself to live in humility. Envy represents a form of sadness and therefore a refusal of charity. The baptized person should struggle against it by exercising goodwill. Envy often comes from pride. The baptized person should train himself to live in humility. Would you like to see God glorified by you? Then rejoice in your brother's progress, and you will immediately give glory to God, because his servant could conquer envy by rejoicing in the merits of others. God will be praised. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know, there's a lot of wisdom from saints within this. And, and one, you may have, if you, especially if you listen to these past two episodes or past three episodes, I guess, uh, back to back, you'll notice that the ninth and 10 commandment actually has a catechism quotes them are from the exact same source, right? Uh, Exodus twenty seventeen. 17. Uh, not a mistake, right? It's, uh, remember the 10 commandments, uh, Moses doesn't come down and said, here are the 10 commandments I give you right now. Um, they're not numbered, right? The, the numbering of them is not part of the scripture, just like none of the numbers, uh, chapter and verses are actually part of, uh, scripture. Those are later, uh, additions to help us learn them. Um, so it's, it's more important to recognize the, the overall teaching that comes from it. And there's a lot of wisdom of saints for how to understand this 10th commandment that deals mostly with envy and greed, right? That has this uh, kind of dis, uh, a response to the disorder of, of man's heart, which, you know, wants something too much, um, you know, and, and we all struggle with that, I, I would say. At some point, whether it is a material good, look at that person's car, house, lawn, uh, whatever it may be, clothes, uh, that's, that can be sometimes small, can be large, right? We can, um, but we can also be envy f- over, uh, you know, maybe non-material things, things that are harder to come by, right? Wow, that family life is so good. Wow, that person's prayer life seems to be so perfect. Oh, wow, that, you know, that person has just the most wonderful of spouses, right? And, um, you know, I think it's just a recognition that, that we have to fight back that, that envy that comes from it, right? That's the wisdom from Scripture that we that we need to take away. Um, I was struck by uh, Wisdom two twenty four, which is uh, quoted in uh, in one of the paragraphs here. That through the devil's envy, death entered the world, right? That um, that that's kind of part of this teaching that that the reason for uh, the devil's hatred for man is that God decided to become flesh to save him, right? The devil knew that he would do it before he did it, not before, because they know outside of time, and hated God for it. But he was so envious of man that he still fights against our salvation, fights against our good. And so when we look to to envy, we should we should fight back that lie that says that what we have been given isn't enough or what we have been given will not make us happy. God has given us everything we need for the sake of our salvation. That um, we look to this sin, this capital sin of envy, we sh- and that that is against this tenth commandment. We should look at it and reject it for what it is—a lie of the devil who wants to hold us back from God. A lie that says uh, that says what we are given is is not good enough from God. 
that we can receive more if we just work for it, but rather what we need to replace it with is the truth that it's God who glorifies us, that our work is, is always going to be nothing next to the work of God, that we can only uh, be who we are meant to be if we humbly submit to what God has offered to us, both in what we have been given and what we are called to do.